from WXXI and the Little Theater, this is Movies in a Microphone. I'm Scott Pukas. Welcome to Episode 2. Today I'm joined by writer and city newspaper film critic, Adam Lubitow. Adam, ready to talk about movies? Let's do this. <laughs> Alright, we have a lot of things to discuss, but first we're going to start with uh, Arcade Fire, the reflector tapes. Uh, this documentary is coming to the Little on Wednesday, September 23rd. It's playing at 8.45pm. Tickets are now available, little.org. Um, now, this film follows one of my favorite bands, Arcade Fire. Um, it was after the release of uh, 2013's Reflector and the tour that followed. So, Adam, the first question, how much did you dance while watching this? <laughs> um, I tried to contain myself a little bit. There was a little bit of bopping in my chair. There was some bopping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, not a lot of dancing is... Keep in mind, so Adam and I, we watched screeners. We didn't watch it in the theater, although we do encourage people to get up and dance in the theater at all Absolutely. times. Um, you know, this was in the privacy. I was doing a little dancing. It happened. I'm a big Arcade Fire fan. So um, Now, one thing I did like about this is they had a lot of music from Arcade Fire, a lot of stuff from Reflector, all the albums. Um, you know, they're one of my favorite bands. Do you? How much do you listen to Arcade Fire? Are you a fan um, I've, I've heard their last few albums, um, and I really like what I would have heard. Um, I wouldn't say I'm like a diehard fan, but I mean, I think, I think they're pretty great. Now, what drew you to this film then? Um, like I said, I've, I've liked their last few albums. Um, I generally like, um, music documentaries. Um, it's always fun to see what people sort of do within that genre. Um, cause I feel like there's a, there's a lot of leeway. Um, in terms of what people come up with, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so I was I was looking forward to see what uh, this director uh, Khalil Joseph uh, would do with the sort of concert film music documentary, um, and especially since uh, the director sort of made a name for himself doing avant-garde sort of short films. Okay. Um, so yeah, I was I was really curious. Have to you see seen any of his other films? I watched a couple of his short films. Um, he's he works with a lot of uh, hip hop artists, and he sort of bridges the line between music video and short film. Um, he, his last, I'm not sure if his last one, but one of his last ones, he worked with uh, Flying Lotus, uh, who's a sort of electronic hip hop uh, artist, and that that film actually won an award as a short film at Sundance a couple years back. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't know if you have you ever seen this Arcade Fire live at all. I've never seen them live. No. All right. So I, the reason I asked, so I went on the Reflector tour, tour um, you know, and this was one thing I was excited about it is that to relive that concert experience. Um, it was an interesting tour. As they had these giant like, and you could see it in the movie, these giant masks they were wearing, the giant like weird heads. They asked people to dress up going into the movies, although you didn't, it wasn't mandatory, but there was a big debate about it. It's like, oh, we want people to dress up in you know, nice clothing. Actually, saw, I saw it in Brooklyn, and there was a guy uh, wearing the orange uh, tuxedo from Dumb and Dumber, Excellent. Jim Carrey's one, which I thought was a good look. Um, so did you feel that it kind of captured maybe what you would think it would be like to see Arcade Fire live? Uh, I think so. It definitely had that sort of live music concert energy to it. Um, but of course, I have to go back. So, did you dress up when you went to see them? Uh, no, I mean, I I didn't I didn't wear, dress up like a bum or anything. But <laughs> I didn't go the shirt and tie. They said it wasn't mandatory. I saw it in Barclays Center. Um, I was up in the upper deck. Um, 
you know, I, if I was down lower, maybe I would have dressed up, but I was just so high up. Um, and I was there to see some of the other bands who the Unicorns were playing there. I don't want to get too off topic, but gotcha. um, I do love Arcade Fire. I would have dressed up if I was not up in the upper deck. All right. Um, I'm sure Wynn Butler, the lead singer, will forgive me for not dressing up. He, he's actually probably going to be listening to this, so we'll, we'll find out <laughs> later uh, if he forgives me or not. Um, and so we had discussed, uh, we'd emailed a little before this, um, and you, you'd kind of made a, a mention of this wasn't quite what you expected. Can you explain that a little? Um, I think, um, I was sort of expecting a little bit more of the process of sort of either creating the album or, um, the, their experiences while on that tour. Uh, and this was sort of, uh, had more of an experimental quality than I was mm-hmm. expecting, I guess, um, which which wasn't bad. As it that it definitely did a good job doing the capturing that the energy. But yeah, I was expecting more more process, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was the same way. Like I like I said, I'm a huge fan of Reflector. I wanted to see what it was like to make that album. More studio stuff. There wasn't much. They had some footage from Haiti. They went to Haiti before. Uh, before recording the album so they had some stuff like that but like you said it was more abstract it was more you know it wasn't really defining like you know them the studio the process of writing these songs um it did uh at least two of the band members the two main ones win and regine who they're married in real life it did have a lot of focus on them and actually had in my notes win butler equals interesting person um, he's just <laughs> so weird um you know did you have any thoughts on on some of these characters within the band um just characters how do you mean uh just the band members you know if you do get a sense of who they were or was it just more a, a little bit i guess um I, I guess yeah I, you got a sense of sort of their their creativity i guess mm-hmm. um I did think it was interesting that it was there was more of a focus on on Win and Regine, if I'm saying that mm-hmm. name right. Um, you did, she's listening too, and you just butchered her name. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm so <laughs> sorry. I think it's right, unless I said it incorrectly too. I have, then, and, I have no idea. And she'll call in later and let us know for sure. Oh, well, I look forward to that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, w- I was surprised that there there other members didn't get a chance to sort of weigh in on anything i don't even know how many members there's a lot of members there's like yeah. 20 people in the band yeah i was looking it up because after i watched it i was like is it just the... i thought there was more than just the two of them but yeah there's a lot they have like three drummers and there's a lot but th- those two are the main focus and i'm glad actually they did focus on regine a little as i thought one of the flaws of reflector was just her voice wasn't in it as much you know she's a great singer and she just wasn't in it as much and so it's good to see her kind of get at least a few minutes of the spotlight in this movie. Yeah, definitely. And it was she's uh, originally from Haiti, right? That's yes, that, that, yeah. how the the tie into. To That's what the internet enjoy. tells me. Yeah, I'll, I'll listen to the internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and another thing I thought was interesting too about the lead singer, when like he uh, right at the beginning and then later in the movie, he talks about his dreams. He's like, oh, I had a dream about Elvis. Uh, he had like two separate dreams about Elvis. Um, I was watching another in 2013. They, you know, Neil Young has the Bridge School Benefit concerts. Mm-hmm. Um, Arcade Fire played there. And he's like, I had a dream, dream about Neil Young. And he plays a song called I Dreamed a Neil Young Song. Um, so he's just dreaming about the, all these other artists. So my question to you is, do you dream about other film critics? Do they come to you in, in your dreams? <laughs> <laughs> um Generally not. I dream a lot of movies, not generally other f- film critics. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I don't even know what that would be like. I I guess if a nightmare I guess, probably. Yeah, I guess sort of other film critics judging me. Wait, so you dream about movies? Is it like your own movies or? Um, it's it's, it's, it's dream. So it's a whole mix of stuff. It's like whatever I've been watching since I I tend to watch a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. So they they sort of seep into my subconscious, I guess. <laughs> they sound like the best dreams. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, I, I just thought it was so weird as he like always has these he's like oh Elvis and it's like always this detailed dream I don't I think it just kind of shows you know what type of interesting uh, person he is and I think yeah that definitely sort of tells you what what type of movie this is that the fact that he took time to talk about uh, what kind of dreams he was having mm-hmm. so that yes yeah, sort of gives you a sense of what to expect when you go to see this that's true now we do have a lot of things to talk about so we'll switch gears in a second here any you know final th- thoughts on uh arcade fire reflector tapes again playing wednesday september 23rd at the little uh, just if i think i think you'll enjoy it if you're a fan of the band since there's there's a lot of their music in it so yeah definitely if you're a fan i would i would check it out all right, sounds good. And then, of course, listen to our podcast again after you've watched the movie to maybe pick up other hints. Uh, so the next thing we want to get into, you recently were in Toronto for, was it a day? Yeah, just a day just for the day on Saturday. Toronto International Film Festival, or as people call it, TIFF. Uh, that's what they call it, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, can you just tell us a little bit about that, your experience there, you know, some of the movies you saw? Uh, you know, I've I've been wanting to get up there for the film festival for years and I've never been able to it's it's literally one of the the biggest film festivals in the world it's it's right up there with uh, like Cannes and Sundance mm-hmm. um so I've just decided it was sort of silly that I've never been there for the festival it's literally just a couple hours away um so just decided to go up on Saturday drove up saw a couple films drove back which it's probably not the best way to experience the, the <laughs> festival unless you're a crazy person like me. Or you just like driving a lot. I'm yeah. sure it was a scenic drive, yeah. waiting yeah. in traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crossing the border, yeah, yeah. all that good stuff. Um, yeah, since the, the festival is actually 10 days long, so the one-day excursion is a silly way to do it, but that's so what this, I had time you're saying for. this was your first time going? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it, it was a good experience, so I'm, I'm hoping to go back. Um, hopefully for, for longer than a day. <laughs> Maybe um, two days or a day and a half. Right? Ex- exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Lux- more luxurious. <laughs> so how did you how did you figure out which films to see? I'm sure there was a lot playing. You had to make some choices, right? Uh, yeah. It's it's a huge festival. Um, and I, I sort of had a list of things I, I was hoping to see. Um, and then once I, once I decided I was going up on Saturday, I sort of just checked out what was playing that day. And... There's there's a whole process to getting tickets. Um, I don't know if you've ever tried to go to like San Diego Comic Con, um, trying to to get tickets or get something from from that. Uh, I've not so yet. It's I, I recommend it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's tickets uh, went on sale a couple weeks before before I went. Uh, had a set time uh, that the the tickets would go on sale on the website. Mm-hmm. And you sort of sit there and hit refresh and once it once it's live sort of get in and go into this digital waiting room and then from there it's sort of whatever tickets are left because they tend to go pretty quickly so from there i had a couple choices that i wanted to see i wasn't able to get because they they sold out immediately mm. um and then yeah i i had a couple that were, were still available so i quickly grabbed those and 
that was that that sounds like kind of a frustrating process to go through all that um but so yeah. what movies did you how many i mean so you went for a day like i'm trying to, i was trying to figure out in my head like how many movies could you see in one day like how many was it like three four two um i saw two films i mean if i was able to get tickets to more i'm i've heard of people doing like upwards of five or six in Just a day, which, all day. yeah <laughs> uh which which is insane to me i mean i i I could do it, but I feel like by the end my brain would be mush. Um, but a yeah, good I, kind of I mush, did, though. <laughs> um, yeah, I did too. I I had a sort of break in the middle, um, and I thought that that was a nice nice number to ease myself uh-huh. into the experience. So what were what were the two films then? Uh, first one I saw was a movie called Green Room, which is uh, sort of this uh, tense little thriller from this director uh jeremy saulnier who did this uh, movie a couple years back called blue ruin uh screened at the dryden a couple years ago i believe it's on netflix now it's sort of uh revenge thriller Uh, yeah one of my actually one of my friends that i grew up with uh in high school worked on the film oh really Um, yeah i think he was doing audio or props i don't remember exactly what but he worked on the film that was actually i think a really underrated film so oh yeah definitely yeah Yeah, it was was great so yeah so that, that was one of the main reasons i wanted to check out his his follow-up uh, green room by the way if you mention any other theater except for the little we just bleep it out just, oh, I'm, oh, no, I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah this this film uh was about a punk rock band who uh take a gig playing at this this bar in backwoods oregon uh it turns out to be owned by a group of neo-nazi skinheads uh, obviously uh, yeah of course <laughs> And after their show, they they witness a murder, and then lock themselves in the green room and try to figure out a way to get out of there because the skinheads are wanting to clean up after their oh, their act. You know what? That sounds really good. <laughs> it, it was great. Uh, the skinheads is led by none other than Sir Patrick Stewart. Oh yeah, not uh, the first uh, not the yeah. first person that pops into my head when I think skinheads. <laughs> Which is one of the things that I really like about this director. I feel like he casts against type and puts people in these situations that you wouldn't expect to see. Um, part of the punk rock band, there's uh, Anton Yelchin. Um, oh, okay, he was in uh, Star Trek, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and Aaliyah Shawkat, who, if you are a fan... Oh, she's in Arrested Development. I was going to say, yeah. if you know Arrested <laughs> Development, she's, she's maybe. So, yeah, so not I love what you would cast. expect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and again, we don't know, you know which movies come to Little here, but a lot of the ones at this film festival do eventually make it make their way to the Little, which is why one of the reasons we're discussing it. So, you know, and, we again, we don't know if this will get there, but this I, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Do you know when this will be released? Um, uh, I'm, I don't think so. there's an official date yet. I know it got picked up for distribution. Um, and I feel like this is one that'll probably make the rounds since it's, uh, that distributor, uh, A24, they, their films usually tend to come to Rochester. Um, and I would, th- I would think it would be here either end of the year or early next year. Okay. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's kind of like a step up to his Blue Ruin had a real small, you know, a small cast, or not a small cast, but a, a cast of unknowns. Like, there yeah. wasn't the big names, like some of the ones you're mentioning, which aren't, like, huge names, but they're they're recognizable people. So I, I see that a lot, too, with the director. They have one hit, and then they kind of, you know, they're, they're sophomore, their next film. Um, I don't know if it's the second one or if, he's did, if he did others before Blue Ruin, but they kind of yeah. step up, you know, get a bigger cast. So, I mean, did you have a preference between one of those two movies, or? Um, you know... 
I may give the edge to Green Room, but they they were they were pretty close. Um, and I think a lot of that, yeah, as well received as Blue Ruin was, I think a lot of that has to do with how he was able to get uh, mm-hmm. some bigger names for this one. Um, I will say if uh, you have a problem with blood or gore, <laughs> you may want to stay away from Blue Ru- or Green Room. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it it gets it gets a little brutal. Uh, I, I'll just say there there are a couple scenes uh, where a box cutter is used as a weapon that are pretty gnarly. <laughs> okay, are we talking like Breaking Bad levels? Uh, I don't know if you watch Breaking Bad. There's a yeah. famous box cutter scene. Uh I I would say it goes further than that. Oh oh wow, <laughs> there's a lot of blood in the, in the Breaking Bad scene. Okay. Yeah. I like how he's picking colors for all his movies. So uh, yeah, room, exactly. I, room. I, I'm hoping his next one will be red something. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Clear red marker, orange, orange. I don't know. Uh, okay, so what was the – so you saw another film. Um, did you see The Green Room first and then this other film? Or? Yeah, I saw – yeah, Green Room was the first film I saw um, in the afternoon. Uh, and then I had a little break. And then the evening uh, I saw Office, which is uh, from uh, – director from Hong Kong called Johnny Toe. Uh, he's he's known for uh, crime dramas, sort of action gangster films um, mm-hmm. from, from China. And this was his uh, attempt at a musical. Uh, oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's the story basically follows uh, the inner workings of this, this family-owned corporation. Um, and it's a musical. It was also in 3D, um, which oh, wow. in yeah. itself is fascinating, which is a lot of the reason I was like, I, I want to check this out. I will say that the story didn't grab me so much. I, I wasn't a big fan of the, the corporate intrigue, I guess, mm-hmm. behind the scenes. But uh, it it looks great. Uh, and uh, the director uh, does a fantastic job sort of... Um, Showing what he can do with this this musical genre, I heard somebody say that uh, they looked at it as sort of his audition to to do something bigger and better in the musical genre. Which, if you look at it that way, I, I would absolutely uh, recommend it. Um, uh, the set and production design is, I think, alone worth seeing. Again, I'm I'm not sure that one will make its way to Rochester. I don't know how how big of a draw mm-hmm. that'll get, and I know. It definitely won't get that that three D release. <laughs> so, were you uh, dancing for this one then? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Uh, this, <laughs> Some more head. I guess say this, the songs probably weren't its its strongest suit. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't know if that's that's sort of the cultural for a thing. musical. That's, that's yeah. That's thing. that's the thing. Um, yeah, look and direction were were the high points. Story and songs were. Meh. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm gonna have to get up to Toronto one year. I want to check out some of the. There was a lot of even some of the bigger ones playing like The Martian. I wanted to check out. Yeah. There was a Jake Gyllenhaal one that looked interesting. Mm-hmm, just yeah, like demolition. a ton of for a movie buff, like you said, it looked just looks like paradise, pretty much. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm hoping to get back next year, like I said, for for a longer time. Uh, and yeah, I sort of I've tried to avoid the the big releases since I figured. They would come here, and and those tickets are hard to come by. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, so you know we do have one more film to talk about, uh, which is another one. It's a recent uh, release at the Little Grandma, starring Lily Tomlin as a sassy grandma. Um, it's I think a comedy, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you you wrote you wrote a review for a City, or your review is going to be in City. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Give us a little recap of your thoughts on that movie. Yeah. Um. It Lily Tomlin stars. Uh. She's. Uh. 70-something lesbian feminist poet. Um, uh, she's, as the movie opens, she's just broken up with her most her, her recent girlfriend, uh, played by Judy Greer. Um, and sort of immediately after that, her granddaughter shows up on her doorstep um, saying that she, she needs some money um, to get an abortion. Um, and uh, Lily Thomas' character doesn't, really have have the money to immediately give to her and so they they set out and try to uh, cobble together the money over the course of the day because um, she has the the appointment scheduled for for at the end of the day mm-hmm. uh, and over the course of the film you sort of uh, get a sense of their relationship and you sort of learn more about uh, l is is Lily Tomlin's character you sort of learn about her history um, as they sort of uh, go go, go person to person. Um, anyone they know who think they might owe them some money and they may be able to collect. Um, mm-hmm. So you do, you get a sense of of her life and her. Yeah, I was looking through the cast. It's a interesting cast. A lot of good people. Actually, the the person that plays the granddaughter, uh, she I recognized her. She was in season three of The Americans. I don't know if you watch that at all that was the only thing i recognized her from i thought she was good in that the trailers look good i haven't seen it yet so we're not getting to spoil spoiler territory but it's uh, it's great it's 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 a small movie but one that i think um resonates i think it's got a lot of a lot of heart and, and emotion and and it's really funny i mean it's it's lily tomlin uh-huh. you can't go wrong um and yeah it's got a great supporting cast like i, I mentioned uh judy greer um who has been in a ton of things this summer, Jurassic World, uh, Ant-Man, uh, Tomorrowland. Uh, Marsha Gay Harden is, uh, Julia Garner is, is Lola Tom's granddaughter. Uh, Marsha Gay Harden plays her mother. Um, there's Sam Elliott, uh, Laverne Cox, if you watch okay, uh, yeah, Orange, Orange is the New, New Black. Black. Uh, and John Cho. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got a great cast. Oh, great. <laughs> All right, yeah, you know, any any other thoughts then on that movie? I thought it was real short too. It looked like it was only like seventy nine yeah, minutes. Yeah, it's it's is... super short, um, but it packs a lot into that that running time. Um, and yeah, the the highlight is uh, Lily Tomlin, as it should be. Um, she gets the sort of stretch and show her range, um, and she's got that that sort of uh, rye wit uh-huh. that, that we associate she, but looks, she, gets she show... looks charismatic oh yeah definitely Whimsical, maybe even yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah she gets she gets to play uh a few different notes um and yeah it's it's if you're a fan of her is a definitely definitely check out grandma all right yeah that was one we're excited about and you know that was actually one too where i had a lot of people asking it's like hey are you going to be getting this film like months ago like during the summer like hey you're getting grandma so i, I think that's one that people people will be happy with. Um, so Adam, we're going to wrap up. Thank you again for joining us. You know, anything else you want to, you want to say in any movies, give a shout out to any family members. <laughs> Millions are listening right now. So, um, uh, uh, I, 
I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll edit in a great speech there. It's, um, it's still right. early. <laughs> That's I'm... true. We are, I didn't even give him coffee. Bad house. Now, next time, you're getting tons of coffee. Well, again, Adam, thanks for joining us. It's been a great conversation. Uh, Movies in a Microphone is brought to you by WXXI and the Little Theater. You can visit thelittle.org to get tickets to Arcade Fire, The Reflector Tapes, Grandma, and any of our other films. You can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Periscope. We're on Snapchat now. Uh, our popcorn is on Twitter, too, if you don't follow that at underscore little popcorn. Uh, give it a follow. I hear it's great. Very salty tweets, if you know what I mean. And remember, it's always a good time to take a little break. <laughs>